This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Cause we're gonna be Vincent asks, if you were going to start a restaurant in the world we live in now, how would you go about it? Well, I think Maple, a startup I invested in, Mike, I'm not counting, is, uh, is doing it, which is, it's a restaurant that, in New York City that doesn't have a place to actually go in. So it realizes that by percentage, if you play the math, especially in New York City, if I was to open in New York, your economics are so much better being a delivery company than actually having the overhead of the restaurant. This is something I think about a lot with Wine Library, which is a bricks and clicks organization. We have a lot of overhead to run the store versus the dot com, and it's how much energy you want to put against it. So I'd probably launch a restaurant that was very unique in the way that it served um, <clears throat> patrons locally in a physical restaurant environment. Maybe open on Saturdays only, and then the rest was delivery. Something clever, something that gave it pizzazz based on when I was open, and then, and then the delivery would be the backbone and the, the infrastructure in a New York environment. Somewhere else, I'd probably go for, I'd find an amazing chef and go for like porch, uh, porridge. That's why I brought up the other day. I try to win on something that other people aren't doing a bunch of, like obviously tacos and premium burgers. I still don't think there's a hot dog winner. You know, it feels like there's somebody can win the Shake Shack hot dog game, so. If somebody goes to a restaurant for the first time and has a flawless experience, the statistical likelihood of them doing a second visit is about 40%. They come you back a second time and have yeah, a flawless yeah. experience, the statistical likelihood of a s- third visit is still about 42%. The third time they come, the statistical likelihood of a fourth visit is over 70%. So, wow. you gotta market to three visits, not one. Visit one free wow. rib dinner. You sit them down, put yeah. a red napkin on a table, not a white one. Identify them as a first-time customer, connect with them, and work to get them back a second time and a third time. Once they're there the third time, you own them. My man Holy Chandler. Man, the I, red napkin thing is genius. Because, you know, in a fast casual environment, we're not hitting that table. Let, side, me, but let me give you let me give, a napkin that's red on the Chandler, table. Let me Can give I you, detail that go for ahead, him? Go ahead. Okay, so you put a red napkin at the table. Gary sits down. He's eating dinner. Now he's getting his free rib dinner. Orders water. Costs him nothing. I know he's right. a first-time customer because he's got a red napkin. When he's leaving, right. the manager comes to the table, writes on the back of a business card, $5 off chicken. Did you like the ribs? Loved them. You gotta try my chicken. Come in for the chicken. Now I'm prompting a second visit. Not with a printed coupon, a handwritten yeah. card. Now he comes in yeah. for the second visit, drops the business card on the table. Everybody knows this is a second visit because red napkin was the first yep. visit. Second visit, oh you finish gosh, the yeah. meal, you go up, you say, so how was the chicken? It was freaking great. Are you full? Totally stuffed, man. Next time you gotta try my cheesecake. Piece, free piece of cheesecake. Now, three visits. Ribs Wait, cost a me pizza? Five, a piece, a piece of, of cheesecake. Oh, I thought a pizza so, no. flavored cheesecake. So, I was like, that's brilliant. So the rib didn't cost me five dollars. The chicken was yeah. a washout because it right. was a discount. That's right. The cheesecake is a dollar right. thirty-five. For about six dollars, you got three visits out of them with a seventy percent likelihood of a fourth. Let, that's the way you right. market a restaurant within that, the four walls that, of it. That is that is that is that is huge, right? That's Chandler, why you two are the best. Chandler, let me give you let me give, listen. Let me give you one more for the road, Mister. 
There was, a very, there was want, a very interesting <laughs> thing that John said, because I grew up in that environment too, and John's from the traditional marketing world that we grew up in, from pulling from his world. Notice how he said, first time customer, I'll give it to you. Because the traditional retail and bar thing is like, look, it's more, exp- like if you've already got somebody in the funnel, the cost of acquisition for a new buddy is very, very, very powerful. I used to do that too, but it was tricky, right? Because now some of your old time customers may see that and they've got that angst of, wait a minute, why am I being not treated that way? As a loyal customer, you just want new people. And it's always been a, a friction for us, right? In the re- right? Now, right. I just went to Instagram, right? I typed in Lexington, Kentucky. Got it? Yes, sir. I'm looking at nine posts right now that are top posts and ungodly amounts, unlimited amounts of people's posts that are from Lexington, Kentucky. I went down all the way down and that's from 48 minutes ago. 40 pictures down, 48 minutes ago. Thousands of people are posting right now on Instagram from Lexington, Kentucky. I go to the top nine posts. I click the middle one. It's a nice little cute couple, right? They got 298 likes. Abby, she's got, she's from, Somewhere, she's part of a, a sorority, it looks like. She has 2,387 followers. There's a triple dot in the top right corner on Instagram. I hit it. It lends me send her a message. I send her a message. Abby, see you in Lexington. We love being part of Lexington. Here's a $20 off coupon, $10 off coupon, free chicken. Only she sees it. You're grabbing somebody who has a big social media profile. You've not hurt any of your loyal customers like me and John had to back in the day. She comes and she posts a picture of the food and creates word of mouth. Now that $5 acquisition created no friction to loyal customers and because she's now media, she amplifies it and you're getting an 80, 500, $4,000 media amplification against your $5. And last one thing, don't discount. People get addicted to discounts. They don't get addicted to free. That's right. Tommy asks, any suggestions on how to use social media to promote a quality imported olive oil? Wow. I mean, social media, why wouldn't you use it, utilize it for any product, right? First of all, olive oil, people love olive oil already, right? So you want to tell, tell a little bit terroir where it's from, and then also how it's used best case scenario, but also maybe a surprise. Olive oil as an ice cream or olive oil in a cake. Something that is just a little bit off center. I think social media would be a perfect platform so you can cut through. I have a very good answer to this. I believe, really, I feel excited about this. Influencers, 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 ask, ask, ask. I would go to Instagram, search hashtags, olive oil, but then cheeses and breads and cakes and ice creams. Uh, And I would literally, for 11 hours a day, this is your business. You have an imported olive oil, like what are you doing? Like, you know, what are you doing? Yeah. 7 p.m., 8 p.m., 9 yeah. p.m., 10 p.m., 11 p.m., 12. What are you doing? You're doing a lot of a lot of times. I would allocate six, seven hours a day and I would literally, you search hashtags, you find somebody's account. It's a sous chef yeah. in a Kansas City restaurant that has 813 followers, but the Gmail accounts there and say, look, I'm importing amazing olive oil. I'd like to send you a bottle. I'd like you to put, post a picture of it on Instagram if you have it, and then you wait. That person replies and goes, sure. They've never had anybody reach out to them and give them olive oil for free and they're pumped. Or they write back, yeah, but I'm an influencer. I get $400 a photo. And you're like, well, that's not enough for $800. But it's just literally, literally, I actually believe that if you have a product like an olive oil or any product that influencer marketing on Instagram right now and then 
and then unbelievably dirty, get dirt under yeah, your yeah. fingers, grinding one by one, Gmail, 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 click on an account, find their Gmail, Gmail them, Gmail, G- like I, eight, I nine, that. 10 hours that. a day. I and, love and then You should come up every day up here. Yes. We should talk about this. Done. I have so many things now Done. that yes. these poor bastards have are to dead. Deal They're with. dead. And I love this. But the big part of this, guys, the big part of this is to ask. Can you take this camera away and just Rick, <laughs> just direct the conversation right here? <laughs> the way. Because this is much better. Uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> it's easy to pass on them. You're the bottleneck. Of course. After You're the bottleneck. 30, 30 days. 30 days. Yes. I'm, you know, ask. So many of you are just not asking. You, the fear of rejection mm. or the laziness of the execution is Hello. stopping Hello. people from winning. Hashtag Every, laziness. I think that is a very, very strong It word. is one of those two things, Marcus. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now, if you actually have a product and you actually spend 10 hours a day, and I love when people are like, 10 hours a day. I was running a very large wine retail business and when Twitter came out, I went pot committed, all in, and I was spending 10 hours wow. a day. I built my entire brand from that ecosystem. Wow. It wasn't mainstream media. No, it no, wasn't no. winning you know, an award and having the entire Don't press. Don't my awards. I'm not belittling. I'm not belittling. I saw that. I'm not belittling. He caught it. He's yeah. right. <laughs> He's right. No, but, but, but I've never had. You no, know, I get it. I I'm, get it. I'm happy for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, was yeah, fun yeah, to yeah, watch yeah, and yeah, I'm happy for yeah, everybody. Yeah. I'm ha- but like, it's unbelievable what 10 hours a day yeah. of asking 850 I'm chefs so a day on Instagram, 109 chefs will take a photo with your olive oil. Yeah. 39 moms that have a lot of other moms that give crap will take a photo with your olive oil and it's just the work and the asking. Smart. So Gary, my name is Davey, I'm from country of Georgia and I know you love wine so you know, you know my country too. Of course. Uh, I read about you a lot and what I like is that and in one of your videos you say one is better than the zero. Yes. I love it. I love these words and I always do this. So I think that's one of the best videos. Yeah. Stefan, let's hear for Stefan on that one. I believe in the same. So yes. That's why I say I'm only in the food business today. Okay. And I believe in healthy eating. So my question is um, if I target New York City as a healthy eaters and healthy eating you know, like city in the future, it might be right. I know I will have one or more followers. One is still better than zero. But should I go in this and should I create some social media content in that terms? And which it should be like video or deals or blogging or stuff? What do you suggest? I understand what you're saying. Thanks. Let's let's take a step back. Hold on to the mic. What what are you actually doing? What's the business actually do? Because that will dictate the well, answer. Well, we have a product startup with my friends, and I'm work I'm working in the restaurant. So got it. What's the what's the product? So the product is Georgian recipe, well modernized for American market. Interesting. It's be in the retail market. Is it is it an actual like yeah, it's food? A food? It's, it's a food. food. It's dip. You know you. Dip. Yep. So. Like a hummus? Yeah, like a hummus, but we are much different. We don't. We're much better than hummus. Hummus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, are you asking about marketing that product? No, I'm asking about social media term. Like, should I go into social media actually and create some social content about healthy eating? And it, no. Will it be successful? No, you should make okay. content about your product. Your yeah, product. Well, that's it. There's no. Yeah. Not of course. You just asked me about some. New York, your product. Focus on making content around your product and around the lifestyle of that product, mm-hmm. but, but not 
for the sake of New York City health enthusiasts, no, right? No. You're so small. Like you can't worry about going that abstract. Nobody, know, there's not a single person here that knows what the you're talking about. They're like, Georgian dip? You mean Georgia like Atlanta? No, the former Soviet Union. You know, so, you know what I mean? So like, so like you have to understand, like nobody understands, you have to educate. It's kind of like, you know, I don't know if this was a, you know, I left Russia young, but like when I was growing up, we ate a ton of pomegranates, yeah. right? But nobody in America ate pomegranates in the 80s. Like my friends would come over to play with Legos and they'd be like, what the is that? You know, that's not an apple. You know, it's like, like, like we ate pomegranate for years and years and years before palm juice came and pomegranate became like, you know, a pink berry flavor, right? So like, I think that you have a lot of educating to do. Like I, I don't know what you're talking about, and I was born in that area. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. So, I think that you need to focus there. You're going too abstract, and that's a good piece of advice for a lot of people. Like, way too many people. Back to I said it before because it's just so important. How many people here know who I am? Ninety percent, you know, don't. People make way too many assumptions that they think they're bigger than they actually are. You know, and it's fine, it makes people feel good, but like for as much ego and bravado as I have, 24 hours, 25, I think I can build any business, I'm always grounded in reality. I think you need to focus on building a story around your product. Thanks so much. You got it, man. Bartos asks, where do you see the coffee industry going in terms of gastronomy and coffee shops? That's a good question, the coffee industry. The coffee industry, first of all, I mean, it started from Ethiopia and places like that in that region but now I think you have 80 countries producing coffee, so that's like, it's very, very, very global right now, right? So, I still think we're just here in terms of intense beans and in terms of the coffee culture. Reminds me of the wine business in the 90s. Exactly, so the mixing, I think we'll see more coffee and wine bar together, where you have coffee in the cocktails, the way you see fresh juices going in with cocktails now, that will happen. You know what's so interesting? I've, I've been thinking of a concept of a bar that is just 24-7 yeah. because, and it goes from coffee to juices yeah. to tea to wine to post-game. <laughs> to, yeah, I mean, like really, I think there's a really interesting model from a place that's open 5.30 a.m. to four in the morning in New yeah. York that is very hardcore structured around four to six different, sure. afternoon tea, mm-hmm. right? Like coffee, juices, afternoon tea, wine. But all of those things have, what we're talking about here is they have intense like flavors, right? Because that coffee and that juice is based on intensity. Yes. Espresso with fresh juice. Yes. Next to it, we'll say ginger and orange. So people today want intense flavor. They want smaller shots of like something, it. but really intense. So that can be done. Wet bar or something. Yeah. Just like it's just liquid. Are we thinking names now? I just want to open it. <laughs> I may. Matt, how can restaurants best utilize Snapchat? Matt, I think content, 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 man. Make one of your sous chefs super popular and viral on Snapchat by putting out good content. It's all the same game, man. It works for everybody. There's content and there's distribution. It's a good way to put a bow in this. The quality of the content, where you put it. When there's new places that are blowing up, there's more upside, hence Snapchat's more fruitful than Facebook right now, video, for somebody that's up and coming, 
even though Facebook video is a big, big, big platform, it's harder to break through that noise. It's supply and demand of attention. Supply and demand of attention. So how do you make it pop? You put out content. What's good and interesting and funny? Is it gonna be funny? Because you got a funny sous chef? Is it informational? Because you got a chef that just puts out how to make deep meals? Do you have a bartender that's really charismatic that knows how to do mixed drinks? Like, what's it gonna work? Then you use everything else that you do. Does your menu have your Snapchat being promoted? Uh, you know, is your front window have it promoted? Do you run ads to build up your page? Is it in everybody's email signatures in the organization? So you've gotta create. You've gotta go to fertile grounds and then you have to use all other platforms to drive awareness to that fertile ground because most people in the beginning don't know those places exist. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Wanted to uh, make a lot of you aware that uh, the Sasha Group, the new uh, marketing agency I launched to help small businesses, uh, startups, and uh, successful entrepreneurs is uh, got a new website, thesashagroup.com. Uh, please go check it out. Uh, it's been a couple months now that we've been running it and it's going extremely well. And, um, and I really have a funny feeling for a small percentage of this audience it could change the trajectory of your career. Go check it.